Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries, the place for EVs in small town America. Last time I talked about how range anxiety is a misnomer. The real cause for stress isn't how far an EV can go, but the concern over adequate infrastructure to support EV adoption. I have dubbed this Infrastructure Deployment Apprehension, or IDA, and it is a real thing. Any vehicle can run out of fuel, but the single advantage that ICE vehicles have over any alternative fuel is the ability to refuel on every corner in America. In fact, a person can actually shop for the lowest price if they're so inclined to do so. Now, I don't know how it is in California or other EV forward states, but here in small town America, we're lucky to have public charging, much less competitively priced public charging. Oh, one note before I go any further. When I reference charging, I mean the act of fueling the vehicle and not the actual process. There's a subtle difference, but it's there nonetheless. So, what must happen so that IDA is no longer a thing? Well, the obvious answer is readily available public charging stations. And to really overcome the gas pump mentality, it's going to have to be super fast, sustainable, and non-damaging to the batteries. Right there are three challenges to DC fast charging, but we'll save that for another discussion. Right now, we need more DC fast charging and to a lesser extent, level two charging. The way I look at it is that DC fast charging is for the traveler looking to make a pit stop on a longer journey. Level two is more for overnight and that should include those who maybe do not own their own home or in a or they live in a multi-family dwelling situation where they have to share resources the needs may change in the future but i think it's necessary for light duty ev adoption for the dc fast charging and level two charging where it makes sense just needs to be in place um, fleets and your mid to heavy duty transportation vehicles that's its own thing and we've discussed that IDA is a real thing at least it is in most of America it's improving daily and in your area it may not be a hundred miles between non-tesla DC fast charging even at that most cars on the market can travel over a hundred miles at highway speeds on a single charge so a lot of the IDA is still perception you see I feel I can travel north and south just fine but for me east and west are a completely different animal but again I'm, I'm getting off topic a little bit slightly perhaps the question today I really want to address is how do we roll out the infrastructure to prevent IDA Specifically, who's going to pay for it? Well, let's identify some of the key players. First of all, you have the federal government who used EVs and the environment as a political football. 
to an extent it's even global but the u.s rightly or wrongly sometimes both at the same time does its own thing true the government has provided tax incentives and grants for vehicles and infrastructure but again this is realistically upon in a much larger chess match for power instead of an overdue move for cleaner air and energy independence but we don't get overtly political here and we will just leave it at that unfortunately too many topics of conversation in america are politicized which seriously hampers debate much less accord another player in the ev infrastructure mishmash is states again some states are actually encouraging ev adoption with incentives partnering with stakeholders for infrastructure deployment along these same lines you have city and local governments who are seeing a growing ev population and they're pondering how to support most of these government agencies are really concerned about greenhouse gases and compliance to standards but on the other hand especially with elected officials they understand that this is taxpayer money and good stewardship is expected or at least it should be sometimes though people will deem things unfair because they don't see the greater overall positive impact because a they don't see the benefit to them or in many cases they just don't care so who else do we have we have utilities they are really in the middle of this and may be the most important piece however they're also the most delicate piece well delicate might not be the best word utilities have the know-how the planning the skills to provide infrastructure but again they're dealing with other people's money um, municipalities are essentially a branch of the city government although independent their customers are taxpayers IOUs independently owned utilities have shareholders who are expecting a return on investment and then you have us lowly little co-op folks who are not-for-profit and must manage our resources wisely to keep our rates low this is especially important in rural America where wages are lower I would love to be able to install charging both level 2 and DC fast charging all over town in my neck of the woods but it would be hard to justify to yet another player and that is regulatory commissions they're the ones making the rules and they're the ones watching out for the consumer and in Kentucky they are very ardent in their examination when it comes to rate cases so bottom line is you better be spending the money that you have wisely of course the PSC they have to answer to the state government and the elected officials there so it's really sort of circular um, I'm also going to throw in third-party entities um, that are intent on deploying infrastructure for the purposes of making money uh, for their model to work however because of the investment that's necessary they have to strategically target areas of high EV adoption southeastern Kentucky 
isn't one of those. And that being said, um, I do have to admit the closest DC fast charger to me is 30 miles away in a relatively small town, smaller than the one I live in. And the next one is north of me, about 100 miles, and it is about 15 minutes north of Lexington. I don't know how profitable these stations are, but it makes sense that organizations focus in large urban centers and the surrounding area. Thinking about Atlanta or Nashville as prime examples. Both of these stations that are closest to me are Electrify America stations and exist only because of the Volkswagen Dieselgate settlement. So I don't know how much they were focused on turning profit much more than spending their money to get the infrastructure out there. Keep in mind, too, that we are talking about the installation of charging space, not the maintenance. Because I may have mentioned the poor experience I had with Blink in Knoxville. Um, of four stations that were available, only one was operational. And, you know... I don't know that the situation has improved since then. To be honest, I'm not sure what the answer is for small town America when it comes to IDA and who's going to pay for the infrastructure. I'm sure like most things in rural America, it will be a slow trickle for EV adoption, although I think that recent human events uh, may accelerate that. but we are still going to be on the back side of the bell curve. Um, the fact that I have a major north-south corridor between Ohio and Florida running through my town is the reason that we have a Tesla supercharger at this point. And it's also the justification for the installation of the level 2 chargers on our system. I suppose increased adoption in urban areas along I-75 and its connectors are really going to be the driving force for the infrastructure deployment in southeastern Kentucky as those folks drive their EVs on road trips. So, so the driving force for air growth is based on people in the big cities adopting EVs. But to satisfy this need, it is going to take a concerted effort of the utilities local and state government and the PSC to make it happen. I mean, we are not population dense enough for a third-party for-profit organization to set up shop. That's subject to change since EVs now have an ally or will soon have an ally in the White House and that may speed up adoption in small-town America. But, again, I think a pickup that looks like a pickup with price parity of a pickup would go a lot further towards EV adoption in small town America. Those days are coming. It's just a matter of time. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope you're well and safe. And as always, the EV revolution is here and I pray for continued blessings for you and your loved ones in the coming year. Hope you have a fun ride.